Welcome in to the Creed of Crypto podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How are you doing? I am one half of your host, Broke Boy Cryptos. We are coming to you live on our second ever live stream. We had the first one last week on the 14th. This is our second one. The podcast has been around for a year now, actually. Celebrated our one-year anniversary last week, if you are new to the podcast. And I've got with me uh, my co-host with a bigger beard every single day. And he's brushing it out. It's looking... I'm loving the way that it's looking right now. We've got Crypto Ewok here. Ewok, how, how are you doing? Are you using any product for the beard yet? No product. A little beard oil here and there, you know, doesn't oh, okay. hurt shampoo conditioner all that good stuff but we're doing so it like natural. The, the, you're all natural the the beard oil <laughs> thing like the beard yeah. oil thing like now I, I can grow a beard i can grow a long beard but it always gets itchy at some point i'm definitely a beard guy i look like a high school student if i don't have one i feel like <laughs> um but the beard oil thing has always weirded me out like it's just it seems like it almost seems like unwashed hair or something. Like if you have uh, oily stuff all through it, am I just overreacting to that? Is it? Is it? Should I start using beard oil? I don't know. Well, there's certain. I, I mean, obviously, there's certain beard oils that are better for you than others. I think argon is the the type of oil that you should use. Um, some are more expensive than others too. It, it can get kind of right. pricey, and I, I don't want to spend thirty, but 30 bucks on a tiny tube, but it, it does, it's right. like an extra conditioner and it helps keep the, the frizz down, you know, there you go. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's looking epic, my friend. So, um, we are not just here to talk about beards tonight. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode and I'm really pumped about it because this is a day that I have been and many people within crypto and a lot of financial markets have been looking toward for a while. Um, and that is because we did have yet another FOMC meeting today with uh, Chair Powell and the gang. And um, really overall, I guess the main headline would be that we did get the 75 basis point hike that most of the market expected. But really with this, the devil is in the details. If you look at some of the other documents, the reports that were put out, it's not just the rate hike. So we will get into that and what it means for short and ultimately long-term action in the market. We're going to cover that. We're also going to cover a little bit later, um, Ewok, you brought up with me today, this idea of a seven-year financial cycle that I'm really interested to get into. Um, obviously, we'll get into like some hex, pulse updates, and stuff like that. But we really do, I think, have to acknowledge this um, the state of the world we're in right now and just like where we're in in the financial markets, because yeah, and I, I agree, Ewok, you said this last week, does it really matter if it is a 75 point hike or a 100 point hike? Um, and in the long term, no, it's kind of like not really something you need to worry about. But in this short term, um, which can be really impactful when it comes to crypto, because we have huge volatility and better shots at different kind of generational prices, I think it is pretty impactful. So just to set the stage real quick, we did get the 75 point hike. Um, the more, I think, worrying thing, um, longer term and heading into the next calendar year is for anybody who has been thinking that maybe by the end of 2022, this bear market's over and then it's going to be up only from there. It's just not going to be that way. And I think we're going to have just a long, long, I mean, it's already been a long year. It's been a long few years for many people for many reasons, but 
we've got a whole other year, I think, to deal with this because in the extra reports, um, for the first time, the Fed basically said that they do want ultimately to get interest rates up to the, I think it was like the four and a half to 5% range. That figure has never been spoken about before. They were talking about like the high threes, which is why a lot of people thought the rate hike today and or the one coming, the next FOMC meeting in November, um, they figured would be maybe the end of it. Well, now we're only in the 3% to 3.25% interest rate area. So it's really shaping up like we're going to have more of this to quelch inflation going deep into 2023. Yep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, patience is a virtue, and we're going to get a chance to explore that even more. So, Ewok, talk to me about, I guess, the initial 75-point hike today and what you may think about these kind of more longer-term details. Well, to me, these hikes are, you know, I I don't pay a whole lot of attention to them. I know they're um, critical to slowing down the inflation um, as they keep passing more bills that just spend more money anyway i mean it's kind of right. <laughs> i you know i don't know that it's going to matter a whole lot they, they've got to slow it down though um but the one thing you did say that i i did want to touch on was it, it's going to be a um a very boring next year or two maybe I, you know our next bull market cycle is not scheduled till 2025 so that's a long ways away, um, you know, especially when you're chopping sideways for even once we do hit the bottom, uh, it doesn't run right back up. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens very slowly, methodically over the course of a year. And then the last the last year, like 2025, could we'll see a, a high uptick on the cycle. Um, but keep in mind, this is the first time ever that we've had a, a financial crisis so to speak uh at the same time as a crypto bear market because the last time it happened was what 2008 bitcoin wasn't even around right Um, so you know this is a a whole new type of cycle um that we haven't seen yet so i i don't know what to expect uh but if we're just in line with the crypto cycle itself um you, you know, 2023 and 2024 could be quite uneventful. So bu- buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and that's the thing is we've had so many tough things to deal with this year. And many people, um, you know, we're coming up almost on a calendar year of, you know, when we, you know, November last year was the 69K top. So now, you know, you think about like how patient we have to be and everything. And um, yeah, the fact that it's going to go deep into next year, it just, it sounds like um, a little bit more hawkish perspective from Powell than I think a lot of people expected. They did expect the 75 basis points, but this now where a lot of people, like I was mentioning earlier, thought that maybe this would be the, the biggest final one of the year. Uh, and maybe it would taper off after this. I mean, I think that it's only natural to maybe expect another 75 now in November. I don't even remember when that meeting is set. For. I think it's actually early November, if I recall. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it, and I agree with you. I do agree with you, Ewok, that long term, it's like, well, you know, so what? I mean, this stuff is going to happen. Um, you know, inflation needs to be squelched, and this is just the way that it was going to go at some point and now we're just going to have to wait even longer 
So right. to me, it just is doubling down on, and this is something I've been talking in some of my YouTube videos on the Broke Boy Crypto channel lately, is like, these are going to be generational prices that you make sure you want to make sure you are getting in on for anything that you have long-term conviction in for, you know, five plus years in the crypto space. But not only that, in this boring time, you cannot just be sitting here looking at the market go up and down and like a leaf in the wind, not doing anything else. We, I feel like we have to be doing, and again, this is for people that haven't already made it to the Citadel or aren't already into the financial freedom space. If you still are trying to make it, which I think if you're watching this, you probably are, I feel like you have to be doing everything you possibly can to drum up extra dry powder, whether that's anything from like taking a job at the local bar down the street for a few months or something like that to whatever. I mean, a, a larger endeavor or starting your own small business or something like that. I think that you have to be, you can't just sit here being a product of the markets. You have to be working on something for yourself in the meantime. Um, so what do you think of that? I mean, like, or what options do you think might be available for people that are sitting here on their hands that are down 40, 50, 60, 80% on their savings or on their portfolio and are just in distress and don't know what to do? Well, there's all kinds of jobs out there. I mean, everywhere you look, they're hiring. So there's no reason that you can't get out there and, um, get a second job, get, make some, get some dry powder and, and start dollar costing in. Um, you know, we've said it how many times that this is where generational wealth can be made. And, you know, there's the only excuse or only person getting in your way is yourself. Uh, there's mm -hmm. plenty of options. There's plenty of ways to, uh, to, to make some extra money, work some extra hours. Uh, now's when you do it, it, it you know, don't don't wait till it starts to go back up. You want to do it while it's low, um, so you don't have to be the one to say, "I missed the boat again." I wish I would have got in when right. you did, you know, because that's right. what you hear. Because people don't take advantage, um, you know, and earn the extra money to invest it when, when the smart money is getting in. Right. Yeah. And what I want to ask you, we walking again. Um, you know, you've been around these markets here for the better part of five to six years at this point. We, as to, as crappy as this year has really been for a lot of people, obviously, um, there's at least been action in that we were discovering we were in a bear market, you know? I mean, like from the beginning of the year to, to now, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. I really think of the highlights back in May. I think May was the big realization for a lot of people that didn't already think we were in this style of market when the Terra Luna disaster happened and then all of these terrible C5 lending platforms just went up in smoke. I think that's really whenever it was like, okay, uh, we're in a different environment now, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's been action this year, even though it's been terrible, but I'm more interested in what I, what you were just alluding to and what I think we're on the precipice of after one final red candle from hell here soon. Um, is that just terribly boring? long stretch. And I don't know that crypto people, even the, the most avid are ready for something like that. You know, just no price action and, and it being down, you know what I mean? And just sitting on your hands with these prices at the bottom of the barrel for the better part of a year, if not more. Um, talk a little bit about that psychology, because again, this is a market that usually has so much activity in it and so much volatility. 
from your times in the past, how do you get through those times when it's like, what money is there to be made other than just like dollar cost averaging in? And because it seems like the market's never going to go up again. Well, I mean, there's obviously yield in, in hex that is trustless, um, immutable code that the contract pays you for locking it up. So if you're making yield during these times, more power to you. It helps that, mm -hmm. that, 85, 95% dip, you know, when you're making 30, 40% yield. So right. that helps. Um, th there, there isn't much to say for the psychology of it other than you've got to kind of just deal with it. Um, mm -hmm. I find myself not looking at the charts. You know, you and I talk quite often throughout the week. We, you know, we don't just wait till we, till we stream to, right. to talk about things. And um, a lot of times, you're the one that brings up, Hey, see what's going on. I'm like, Nope, <laughs> I didn't really look. Um, right. I have a couple other buddies that are looking constantly and I'm like, no, I don't pay attention. There's really, you know, no need. You think you're better that. than everybody else. You think you're better no. than everybody else or what are you, what are you saying here? No, not at all. I just, I, I find it more stressful when you watch it all the time. Oh yeah. Just knowing that it's, it's still going down and we haven't felt max pain yet. So, you know, for me, the little dips right now don't matter. I'll pay, start paying attention when, when Bitcoin gets down to 12, 13,000, then it could get interesting. Cause I think that last dip will be very quick one um, yeah. where it will get bought back up. And I, I you know, hopefully the, um, you know, the, the interest rates level out by then, hopefully the, um, um, what you call it, the, the discount on the um, Bitcoin futures, the ETFs, hmm. switch back to being positive. Um, there's a lot of events that need to happen before we truly reach bottom. Who knows? Maybe the Gox coins will release by then. Um, but, you know, that could, that could take quite a while too. So, you know, right. it's, it's, a, it's all a, just a, it's a weird time. So I find not paying attention to it and getting out and doing things and, and, and trying to earn some extra money right now so that you do have the dry powder so that you're in a good position to take advantage of it. That that's the, the best mindset and, and best advice I can give, you know, not well, being financial advice, but that's, right. the, that's, what, that's what I, yeah, that's what I recommend. Well, you know, you did bring up a good point that and, you know, you do bring up that uh, there is yield right now. And we're not even necessarily just talking about hex, although you've got the T-shirt on. But we're also talking about, um, I mean, DeFi in general, you know, and that's something that didn't really exist in prior bear markets, you know. And that's what's so great about this with yield and crypto right now is you don't have to necessarily feel like you are just that far down on your on your portfolio. You know, you you need to be yielding in the stuff that you believe in long term. The thing we've talked about before is making sure you're doing it in a really safe way. You know, there are people right. out there that do like crazy yield farming to get ridiculous returns and just make sure you know what kind of pool it is you're dealing with because you don't want to be dabbling in something that <laughs> you know, hasn't been audited or hasn't had, you know, a lot of long-term success and uptime and stuff like that. And obviously, I mean, we don't even yeah. need to go down this route, but <clears throat> don't ever do it in a centralized way. Just, you know, this no. has to be done with DeFi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't control the keys um, and it's not done through your own wallet, don't, don't, don't mess with it. 
I, I right. did see uh, Miguel was on last night saying Dollar something. Dollar crypto. We, yeah. Um, saying something that was something ending tonight or tomorrow night or whatever it was. Um, and he put out a release. I, I can't even remember what it was because he plays with all those weird. Oh, it's uh, Serendale or something within. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. it was because it sounded like Arendelle from 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 Frozen or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. He, you are right. Dollar cost crypto, Miguel. Um, I think he's just at Dollar Cost Crypto on Twitter. Big time hexagon and is in uh, runs the uh, crypto mindset course. But yeah, he, you are right, and he he does dabble in a lot of that stuff. And he's a great example of somebody I think that does it in a very educated way. Um, but also tries to maximize his gains. You know, he, I don't think it's something he's so far deep into it. And for those of you that aren't familiar with him, check out some of his videos. I know he does a lot of yielding, um, within the phantom ecosystem and knows about all kinds of different stuff within there. And which is some of the stuff that they're doing is crazy. Um, as far as their yield, but, um, yeah, he he's somebody who is extremely educated on it and can do it in a very aggressive but safe way and knows when to get out. Right. I don't know that the strategies are that great for like a newer investor or anything like that. But if you've got no, a lot you left probably, over to play with. Yeah, you probably want to be a, a seasoned, somewhat seasoned person to before you before you mess around with the stuff that he's suggesting. Um, know what you're doing and obviously know your risks too. Um, I'm sure he's not putting his whole bag into it. He might have a 5% or something invested that he's not too concerned about if it does happen right. to go down. But yes, you know, aggressive, but but still somewhat smart about it. Uh, just be careful that there is right. a lot of yield out there to be made uh, during these times. Um, just be careful. What do you think about this? Because people talk about the idea of catching a falling knife and you just said it. Many people have said it and been calling for the low teens as the ultimate low for the Bitcoin price here uh, in this bear market, which I mean, at this point, I th I think would probably happen this year, you know, before we and, and probably multiple shots at it as well. But how would you go about, you know, if you were a prospective investor um, that's either trying to initially get into the market? Um, I guess they're two vastly different scenarios, but initially get into the market if you're not even in it at all, or just simply lower your uh, cost basis by DCAing into this market right now. Like, how convicted are you in the lower prices? That like, would you not even be DCAing at all right now, or are you purely waiting for a? I think you did mention a little bit ago you were thinking like 14k is when you would be interested. Um, you know, if you were somebody if, not on the market at all, which is which is a big thing and a, and a huge opportunity, if you're not, um, would you be DCAing right now, or would you just be like, no, I'm gonna let everything shake out before I start the DCA? See, I don't, I don't really believe in DCA. I think setting limit orders is is your better option, um, only because it, you don't have to sit there and look at the screen and. If it hits, great. If it doesn't, you weren't going to hit it anyway with a market order. So, um, and it also depends on what what you want to get into. Like for me, I'm I'm not going to buy Bitcoin even at the lows. Probably uh, just my choice. I, I blasphemy. Prefer... Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not a it's not a popular popular decision by a lot of people. I think, but um, I, I just think our our chances of 
yield and multiple multiplication uh, will happen better with with hex. Uh, I, I I can see a even from now we're at what two and a half three cents. It's been kind of buzzing around there the last couple of days. Um, and our all time high was fifty cents. Well, that's a twenty five x. Uh, mm-hmm. For Bitcoin right now to get back to its all-time high, it's only 10x. So I, I'm going to roll the dice, and, and Hex is going to be my play because I think it can go way beyond 56 cents, um, probably past a dollar on the next um, on the next bull run. So you know, f- for for me at two and a half three cents, you know, you're looking at a 35 40 40x right there. Um, in order for Bitcoin to do that from a 10k do you really think it's going to hit 450,000 um right I, I don't i don't think it we have enough economic energy to get there um who knows i mean i could be wrong but you, you know there are always people calling for that million dollar bitcoin um I, I just don't see it i think we've reached the the plateau of its s curve and i mean it's going to grow and it's going to it's going to do well it's going to perform well um, I, I just don't. I don't see the X's being as as great as a, a smaller cap coin like X. So no, I do. I, I do completely agree with you there. I don't think there's that kind of. Um, now there's certainly money to be made in Bitcoin, and you sure. know we haven't reached mass mass adoption or anything like that yet. But I do agree with you that there's so many other opportunities within the market. But you really need to be educated about them, you know, and obviously you are a hexpert, our resident hexpert, um, you know, and I've, I've become much more educated in it over the last year or two as well. And I think you're right. And, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit blasphemous too, to, to, uh, the hexagon community. I, I, I don't think it's the only, um, opportunity out there to make those kind of gains over the next couple of years. But I do agree with you that, yeah, it's one of the few, that I would hang my hat on and look for those kind of X's from. And, and this is whenever, you know, um, you really have to look at like who you are and what kind of investor you are and why you're in this market. I think most people that are in crypto, well, most people that are in crypto will probably have like $50 of Shiba Inu sitting on Coinbase somewhere. <laughs> but like most people that are really in crypto, um, are looking for like generational wealth that they didn't think that they could attain ever. And now they see a bubble or an opportunity over the next decade or so to change their lives completely, you know, unrecognizable. And there's so much terrible shit. I shouldn't say terrible, but like, you know, there's so, there's so much, so much bad stuff has gone on for the last two or three years. And I think people, I know people have massively lost trust in their governments and in money and the legacy media. I mean, it's been happening exponentially, I think, since probably 2016, but it's really been ratcheting up for the last couple of years. And, it, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind. And because uh, because I never could have had this otherwise, you know what I mean? Like I never could have had this kind of yeah. wealth otherwise. What was I going to do? Just like put it away in a mutual fund or an index fund or something like that and earn 8% interest a year, which isn't really 8% anymore. I mean, there, there was really no other opportunity. So I think that investor is a dangerous investor. And I don't mean dangerous in that, oh, you better watch out, bud. You might lose your life savings. It's like the guy who walks into a casino um, like a physical casino in Vegas, like a Westgate or something like that. 
<laughs> with nothing to lose, some psycho, and wants to put, you know, 30 grand on like a plus 800 money line dog. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're just like, oh boy, I don't know. I don't want to take this back. Because that guy wins. You know, he's got nothing to lose. He's just a dumbass, right. you know? Like, yeah. um, I'm not saying these people are dumbasses because I consider myself to be one of them. It's just like, I, you don't care anymore. You know, you shoot off yeah. your own foot because you're looking for that opportunity. So, sure. Yeah. And, you, you know, it, it, well, it's everything's gambling. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just uh, depending on how much, like you said, how much risk you're willing to take. Um, I, I'm not the, well, I shouldn't say that because what I just said kind of says I am, but all on black, you know, when I say yeah. I'm all in on hex, I, you know, I don't mean that I am um, a Richard Hart fan of, of what he does and, and his intelligence level is clearly beyond many of the other influencers out there um, and what he's building with pulse chain and pulse X. And uh, so I don't think hex is the only thing I didn't mean it that way. No, uh, I know. there's going to be some of those gains that we're going to see are probably going to melt faces because um, you're you're going to have the opportunity uh, to, to get in on some early several thousand X by getting in at the beginning of those, um, you know, uh, but I still think Hex is still the go to with the way the T-shares are designed and um, you can set up the ladders to have a recurrent inventory uh you know passive income uh with your staking ladder and and you peel off the interest and you and you just restake it back out to the end um it's a perfect system that you don't have to rely on anybody else to to do anything other than yourself so um you know i i think there are plenty of other things you know i, I will get some ethereum hopefully at the bottom uh because we are mm -hmm. gonna need the gas to, to do, you know, our transactions. So it's a good time to pick up some of that. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm just past the whole Bitcoin, <laughs> the whole Bitcoin thing. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, I, I said, get it. you know, I, I'm not the guy that's going to dump 30 grand on a, you know, eight point underdog on the road, <laughs> you know, not, right. not for me. That's not my, that's not my style, but they are dangerous. Well, even I tell you. Even like you said, and this I think this goes for a, a lot of different investments in general. But like you just said, um, there's a huge difference between you know being like all in on hex or all in on anything. I think really compared to like literally just putting it all on black. I mean, you go from like a fifty-fifty chance of something to you know when you're making a decision to invest in something, there are many layers of the onion that you're peeling back and many variables that make you do that you know mm -hmm. it's not purely um it, it's a more calculated gamble i guess sure I you're not throwing a dart at the board whatever it lands on putting your money in it's not anything like that so right um i mean a lot of blood in the markets today i i actually i i texted you earlier and i thought maybe there was a chance that we would get down to the previous lows of earlier in this bear market from June, by the time we were doing this live stream, we're about, man, eight or $900 BTC price off of it. We're at 18 and a half K right now. Ethereum's at about 1250, which I will say that puts Ethereum right at its 200 day simple moving average, which is traditionally a pretty good spot to DCA into something. I do agree with you, Ewok. I think that we are going to revisit the lows for ETH. Um, 
that we had earlier, which were 875, maybe lower. The interesting thing with ETH, and after this, we'll, I want to transition to some other stuff. But the interesting thing with ETH that we talked about before, we talked the merge last week. That was the actual day of the merge. The price of ETH ran up so much, it 2X'd in the midst of a bear market when everything was going down, purely based on the buy the rumor um, mm -hmm. news of uh, the merge. I mean, it literally right. went to 2K for a short period of time. So it went yeah. from 875 to 2K. We're now, again, back down here at the 200-day MA or 200-week MA at 1250. Uh, and I think probably revisiting where we were before. It's just crazy how like all this meat came off the bone of Ethereum, uh, it, it, because the it, it already flew up so high. Like it today was down, and still I think is down in the top one hundred more so. Yeah, it's down seven percent. Yeah, Ethereum's down more than about ninety three of the top one hundred. Mm -hmm. um, well, know, the day just ticked over, so. Um, right. Uh, yeah, correct. A half hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's been down more than anything. And all this, like I said, this meat coming off the bone of the price of ETH because of, you know, the, the buy the rumor of the merge. So do you think, um, man, I, I don't know. Do you think the selling pressure, especially on ETH, is just due to people realizing that like there's not a lot of gigantic fundamental changes in ETH in the way that you and I and others use it every single day right now? Or, I don't know. I just don't understand. Are we just that dumb of a market where it's just like, oh my God, the merge, the merge, the merge. It, they announced it in September. Well, so the price, you know, I don't get it. It was so hyped up. And again, right. you know, you and I can scream at the top of our lungs that it's not going to do anything. Nothing's going to change. You're not going to notice anything um, other than, you know, now it's proof of stake. Uh, they're not minting quite as many Ethereum anymore. Um, but that's not that doesn't affect you or I. The one thing it does affect, though, is the amount of sell pressure. Um, so, you know, you don't have the miners dumping all their rewards to pay their electric bills. That's the one thing that is a positive of of what happened. Uh, but again, it doesn't it doesn't increase the throughput. It doesn't increase or lower the gas fees. Um, the speed isn't any faster. Still, thirteen second blocks. Uh, a lot of things didn't change. And and I think there was many people that didn't realize that until they used it and be like, there's no difference here. What's going on? Um, so, you know, I, while we're on this topic, though, have you played around with the proof of work chain that is still running? No, and I am glad you brought this up. I, I actually meant to, I didn't even think of bringing this up, but yeah, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this because you yeah, have the proof of work chain of Ethereum with the former Ethereum, uh, mm -hmm. I guess that, I guess the second former Ethereum, because there's also Ethereum Classic. Um, right. Yeah, still has action going on on it. So yeah, tell me a little bit about what you have seen or know about it. Well, it exists. You can right. change a setting on your MetaMask wallet and get over there. Um, now, honestly, the only thing that really works is true DeFi. Uh, so if you're, it, it's kind of a telltale sign is, is your project true DeFi or not? Um, and if it if it's not, you'll know that nothing works uh, because there are switches and, uh, you know, there's a, somebody pulling levers in the background like the Wizard of Oz making making your platform run. Um, Hex works. It's one of the only things that has any kind of activity over there. I saw. Um, and it made some pretty interesting gains uh, as well. So, you know, the Hexakins are, are, are 
are definitely all in on, you know, they had people within the first couple hours that had front end set up, um, ready to access your, your stuff so that you could point your, the, the stakes that you had on the, on the, you know, other chain that now exist over there too. So, you mm-hmm. know, you just have to pick up a little bit of, uh, ETH w, uh, which you can get some on, I recommend doing it on change now. Uh, changenow.io you can swap for you know some ethw it's it's very very cheap um, and you can have it sent to another address so that you're not really taking a chance with your um with, with right. your regular wallet that may have sacrificed balances and things like that so i do recommend using a fresh wallet to do any kind of trades or anything like that now Obviously, your stakes would be on the same address. You can't change that. Um, but once they end and you interact with the, the the true hex contract, I would move those to another wallet before you do other stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I saw some tweets and uh, I guess also some drama around it. I, I didn't really read too far into it, but just over like the, the pump of the price of hex on the Ethereum proof of work chain. Mm-hmm. Um what what did it go up to? I saw it was at least at sixty some cents or something like that. I don't I don't know if you well there was very minimal liquidity, which when there is little liquidity, you can move the price up and down right. uh, very quickly and easily without a whole lot of uh, market energy. Um, I, I don't know what it went to. Uh, I, I did pump. I, I didn't see that it was that high, um, you know. But it did it start pretty low, and it I think it three or four thousand x in price um within a couple days so you know but again the price of everything started pretty low there was there was essentially no value and no liquidity so the second somebody put a couple hundred dollars of liquidity and you know people bought it up and it it really made the price shoot up it's evened out a little bit now um you know we talk about degenerative stuff behaviors things like that Um, I don't recommend getting into that. However, who knows what it could be. So, you know, you don't want to ignore stakes that might be ending um, and stake them over there if you can. And, you know, just don't let them bleed out is what I'm saying. You don't know what it could do. If it, if it goes to nothing, then you've spent a couple bucks to end some stakes maybe. Um, But if it does something and, you know, then we end up with hex on three chains why not right you know sure richard has yeah. always said i want to see expensive hex everywhere everywhere um, yeah i heard that so you know i think the the fud was around people going over there and doing stuff on an untested uh chain because of the uh replay attacks uh which i you know i'm not i'm not really schooled on what those are i just know it is a vulnerability uh with your wallet address where you know th- vulnerabilities happen if you use a wallet that you may have sacrificed with you know you don't want to take a chance and lose something that good on something that may be nothing you know it's just not worth you know the risk versus reward is not worth it so yeah we've talked about that picking up pennies in front of a freight train before like (laughs) you know you you don't want to compromise one of your wallets just to try to 
play some little game, you know, if you have, if, if the bulk of what you really, what is really important to you is in there. So yeah, you always want to be careful with that. I want to ask you though, Ewok, and I saw some of this conversation going around and we'll kind of really start getting into um, some hex and pulse chain stuff here, more so pulse chain. I, I'm, I'm interested to ask you um, because of some of this action we saw on the Ethereum proof of work chain, do you think that this kind of reflects what it may be like when Pulse Chain launches? And I, I, I'm not comparing the two products or anything like that. I'm just saying um, the action around Hex, the potential for obvious ratio trading early on, because you're only really going to have priceless, you know, like P Hex, uh, PLS Pulse, Pulse X. You know, these tokens are just going to be like tokens, and you're just going to be ratio trading. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We know it's going to be mass chaos right away, and it's best to always let things shake out as uh, tempting as it can be to dabble. Um, but do you think some of the maniacal action we saw on the Ethereum proof of work chain with Hex over the last few days could be anything like what we'll see early on action-wise for Pulse Chain? Of course. Degens. Yeah. And that's what it is. Um, you know, there, there's going to be that behavior. Uh, where people, you know, the diff the big difference is there will be a within a day or so be a working bridge where you can bridge mm -hmm. value in and out. Um, I, I don't know that there's still a trusted bridge to get to the Ethereum proof of work chain. Um, I don't it, think so. Yeah, easy way to get in and out safely because um, you know bridges are one of the the biggest exploits that there are out there. You know, millions and millions of dollars have been lost on bridge attacks. Um, and ones with, uh, you know, on and off switches, admin keys, things like that. So, you know, you have to be really careful. And that's why I, I said about change, changenow.io is you can do it straight from that platform and send it right to the wallet uh, without interacting with a bridge. Um, I think, yes, though, to answer your question, there will be that behavior, but there's also going to be those crazy gains too. Um, yeah. you just really got to know what you're doing, especially with the ratios, because there isn't going to be a price until that bridge kicks on and there is something, um, of value to tie it to on another network, um, which will give everything else a price at that point. Uh, but yeah, there's, <laughs> there's going to be some people I think that find out later down the road, uh, that they were trading on a three to one ratio and, and the values were so out of whack at that point that they really made a bad decision. I think the right. best play is to just sit back, let the degens degen and wait till it evens out a little bit. Wait till we get a bridge, um, wait till the dust settles. And, and then if you want to, you know, buy in at that point, that that's a good time. Now, usually when a new chain launches, you know, it launches kind of high. It takes a little dip, um, finds a bottom, it, it finds a, a price floor, um, and then starts to go back up. So honestly, I think it's the best play anyway to wait. Uh, but there, yep, there's going to be people out there that just, they can't, they can't wait. They can't, uh, you know, they can't help themselves by trying to, to be the next lottery winner. So it's let's focus on, 
Well, let's focus on the person who um, is, you know, and I think this is probably going to be the majority of people that are interested in getting into Pulse Chain whenever it does launch. We're now obviously in September of 2022. The last time there was a sacrifice phase for any of the coins in this ecosystem, we had Pulse in the summer of 2021, and then we had Pulse X. It was actually the beginning of this year, if memory serves, mm -hmm. or yep. December. Okay. <clears throat> Um, so at yeah, this it, point, it, lent, it went into January, it ended in January yeah. of, of this year. So at this point, let's talk hypothetically, because again, I, I think if somebody were listening to this right now and was interested in hex or interested in pulse chain, I think the chances, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the chances might be that they have not had a chance to sacrifice or, or missed that I should say. Um, no, but yeah, I'm sure people are watching that did already do it or are waiting around to, to get those coins. But in a perfect world, just giving um, kind of, you know, dumbing it down to, to this simple question, when Pulse actually launches, let's just say that you are a person, um, maybe you hold a little bit of hex, like just a, a reasonable amount, it's just part of your portfolio. And then you've also got, we'll say, just $1,000 of dry powder. And you just want to make sure that you spend it you know, the, the best way possible in this ecosystem. So if it were you and you've got some hex, you know, you're going to get your copy on the pulse chain. You're going to get your P hex. That's already taken care of mm -hmm. it with that dry powder. Um, if you were that investor that is really upset that he was not, he or she was not able to get on the fair launch, the, the bottom floor of pulse or pulse X, what would you say to them or what would you recommend they do with a thousand dollars at launch? Um, well, it depends on what you're calling dry powder. Uh, I would not have it in USDC because just cash. we know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just... Well, uh, you know, I think we've, we've talked about this strategy and I'll, I'll stand by it. I still think having hex with your dry powder now um, is the best play. Because mm -hmm. Hex not only will have the most liquid pairs, um, but probably the best ratios. So when you get that copy, you know, it, put it in your Hex now so that when it does get a free copy, then you could use that. I, I don't recommend sitting back with dry powder um, to enter into that market. At that point, you're going to have to wait, first of all, the, the couple of days until the bridge goes live. But... I, again, I think if you want to play from the beginning, um, buying hex, even if you want to wait a little bit till if you think it hasn't, you know, reached bottom now, um, if you can get it for three cents, two cents, you know, I still think that's your your best play. So, and that does make sense, yeah. And for people that that are maybe new to it or don't understand, yeah, and, and we have talked about this before, and I, I do agree with you wholeheartedly. The play actually is to just buy hex. Now, that doesn't mean just necessarily do it blindly. I know some people do, but we are still in this market, and you and I are sitting talking about potential prices for BTC. We've already seen hex, and I've been looking at Hedron too, uh, the price in relation to the regular market, and we have been seeing maybe not long-term, but like short-term pulls away from it. You know, I've seen Hex dumping when the market's pumping a bit and vice versa. You know, it just mm -hmm. seems like, uh, and, and that's cool. I, I enjoy that, actually. I think it's good for people's portfolios. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think the play is definitely going to be just to accrue more Hex now. Uh, and again, not necessarily rushing into it, but DCAing into it or, yeah. you know, um, the, the low on Hex of this bear market has been just under three cents. 
which yeah. we're approaching I, here again. Two point six so, is the is about the the minimum that I've seen it reach down to, right. um, and that is has been you know that was another that was a double bottom, so we hit that back in um, June. Right. It dipped down to about two point seven, and then yesterday or the day before, you know, two point six eight or something like that. It wicked down to that was quick, yeah. It was quick, and it got bought right back up. So you know, there's people sitting there with limit orders looking to buy, you know, in these ranges, um, you know. And there's also speculation of people that are are doing again. Dgens are going to degen. They're selling now, thinking to put it into USDC to wait to buy the pulse stuff at, at what they think may be a discount. And I just don't think that's the right play. Um, right. You know, again, USDC will have no value over there. You'll have to bridge it in somehow, um, which means yeah, you're going to have to wait a couple days. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I still say having hex um, is the best play because not only, do you get if you're going to stake it? Um, now that's the hard that's the hard part about trying to time when Pulse launches because are, do you have it staked? Do you have it liquid? You know, obviously, if you want to trade into other assets, you don't want to have it staked. Um, but what if it's another three or four months and you could earn some yield? Uh, you, you know, it's a tough call. It, it's one of those yeah. things we just don't know. Um, maybe stake half of it, have keep. Your, some of your liquid liquid just in case you know richard decides next week to say hey guys we're done here we are yeah. um get ready get ready here it comes because we just don't know um i do think that the the fork um with the ethereum proof of stake will help the developers a little bit on maybe with their consensus problems that they may have been facing um i think it's good i think they were able to kind of see that um, I, I know they fixed a lot of other bugs, but I think they were working based on the uh, BSC, the, the the Binance Smart Chain, more so than the Ethereum chain. There was a combination of, of, of the, both codes kind of in there that they mm -hmm. were cle cleaning up a lot of bugs that BSC never never fixed. So, Yeah, you know, I think... Um... You just brought up another point that I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on. So, yeah, so I think you're right. Yeah, the play is actually just to buy Hex because then you're going to have that liquidity whenever the actual, whenever Pulse Chain launches, just to go ahead and turn that into Pulse or Pulse X. And you're, and you're getting, you're already getting the Pulse, the P Hex naturally because you already have the E Hex. So I definitely think that's the right thing to do. But right. you just brought up an interesting point, and that was like, um, you know, if you're buying hex right now and you're, you know, you want to save some of it up to convert it into pulse or pulse X, um, to leave obviously an amount dry because it's, it's staked, you do not want to emergency end stake anything to, to no. do that, obviously. So let me ask you this. Um, and it is a little bit of a different question, but I, I talked about this in my recent video about, um, staking hex for beginners and i want to hear your thoughts on it because it seems like kind of a contentious topic overall um in your hex bag of your portfolio whether you're somebody who's like all in on hex or you're somebody who added it as part of your portfolio whatever 
not necessarily what you have done, but like the, you know, two, whatever, three years in now, a couple years in to Hex, what do you think is the optimal thing to do in terms of staked percentage versus liquid percentage? You know, because I, I think there's definitely value in having liquid Hex. Um, but I know a lot yeah, of people sure. out there just feel <clears throat> it should almost all be staked. So what do you think? Well, I think it really depends on your ladder and how often your ladder is set. You know, I know people that have weekly ladders, wow. like literally one a week. Uh, for for me, that's a little excessive only because we've seen what happens in a bull market with the Ethereum fees. Um, yeah. And I know I probably shouldn't say this, but I spent over $40,000 during the last bull market uh, in fees because I screwed up and staked way too often. Um, <laughs> so it has took me a while and a lot of fees to get back to uh, what what I thought was good for me, which were, were monthly stakes. Um, if you are staking quarterly, uh, then you may want to have a little more liquid sitting around. Um, yearly, definitely have a little bit more because that's not very often. So you don't know what the swings in the market are going to be. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're going to have a life emergency where you may need to pull some funds, um, say run takes a, a big run up um, and you want to take a little profit. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, but you can't do it if it's all staked and you can't get to it for seven months, you know. So, right. you know, having that option I, it really depends on how you're staked. Um, for me, having monthly stakes, uh, I, I don't feel the need to carry as much. Um, dry powder because I know there will always be one in 30 days. So, you know, not a whole lot. I, I guess I shouldn't say not a whole lot can happen in 30 days. That's not true. Um, but I, I still keep some. I still keep some liquid, just not very much. So I, yeah, did that answer your question? I mean, I, yeah, again, I think it really depends on your on your staking ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that definitely makes sense. And uh, I would think that for the majority of people that do have hex and do the bare minimum of like a 15 year staking ladder, which we've talked about ladders before, there's plenty of material on ladders, like on YouTube and stuff like that. We could maybe even do an episode even more dedicated to like the optimal ladder for you based on how many, how much hex you have. But I think at the very least, somebody who has an actual good ladder setup would be probably the standard like 15 year once a year ladder or so i think that's probably like the the base version of one and in that case yeah i, I agree with you i think it would make sense to have a good portion of liquid hex also to take advantages of those other swings and things like that um and you know as you do buy more and more hex then, you know, and this is something I've done over time, I'm sure you did too, like, you know, you just talked about some of your mistakes with setting stakes um, in, in the beginnings. But as you do accrue more and more hex, you know, you can then say, okay, well, I've got one stake a year for 15 years. Um, now I have enough that I could do, you know, if I have one set to come out in April, I'd, I'd like one to come out in October now or something like that. Yep. And then you could start from 15 back to one and then maybe not even one. Maybe, I, you know what? I think it probably is best to do like three plus year stakes. I don't know if you should yeah. really be doing way shorter term than that at this rate. But not, um, yeah, not unless you have a, a big amount. It's really not worth it to do anything under three or four years. Um, and if you can't wait that long 
for delayed gratification, um, you should right. work on that because exactly, you know, yeah, that's the, the the typical length even of of one full cycle in crypto. You should be able to wait that long. Um, mm -hmm. I know there are older people that say, "Well, what if I'm not around?" And I'm like, "Well, what if you are?" Um, right. You know, <laughs> people don't so, think of things that direction. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, it's all personal. It's all personal. And, you know, there are so many different scenarios for everybody that would work. Um, it's just really, you know, and like you said, if you do a 15 year ladder once a year, you can always fill in the blanks. You know, you know, it's going to mm -hmm. be harder. But as the value goes up, you're going to see what that T-share really means um, as it evens out, you know, and you're looking at a dollar, five dollar, ten dollar hex which I think is possibility, um, it, it, it adds up quickly when, when you're, right. you know, so. Right. Yeah. Um, last question I'll ask you as far as Hex goes. Do you, you just talked about the T-shares, which is the way that you're really accruing like more and more Hex in your stakes. What What is a T-share amount that somebody that's new to Hex, what's like that first, I guess, hurdle, it might be the right word, I would say, um, to attain in T-shares? Like at what point would you consider you to be on a good path or on your way as far as how many T-shares to own? I mean, is it just having a T-share or at this rate anyway? I know obviously earlier on you're able to get T-shares, you're able to accrue them a lot quicker, but at this rate, like what do you think would be that first kind of hurdle or what should somebody's ultimate goal be as far as T-shares? Um, I think one T-share a year. Um, in a stake, if you can stake at least one T-share out for each of those 15 years, um, mm. that's 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 pretty, you know, it's going to be pretty profitable, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. At this point, anyway, because, you know, what is the cost? We're at like 24,000 um, 24, hex per T-share. Yep, 24,166. Um, so... Yeah, you know, at, at three cents, what are we looking? Twenty-four one sixty-six times point oh three. You're looking at seven hundred and twenty-five dollars um, for a T-share. And now, if you stake it out longer, you're going to get thirty percent. So you could actually cut that in half or a third. Um, you know, looking at two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars, uh, if you're staking longer to get that mm -hmm. full T-share. Um, you know, those are the ones you want to start at and lock in that rate and then kind of work your way backwards. Um, right. If you can accumulate a T-share a year uh, over 15 years, I, I think you'll be quite quite happy with, with the returns. Obviously, like you said, you know, being in a day one, um, it was yeah. much cheaper. You could get a T-share for 60 cents at that point. Um, <laughs> it's quite amazing to think about it now and knowing what I know, I wish I would have gotten more, but uh, just you know, that's how it, that's how it goes. But in in another couple of years, people are going to say, "Wow, it was only twenty thousand, twenty four thousand, right. seven hundred yeah. bucks a t shirt." Um, yeah, so it, yeah, that's uh, what we t shares do will eventually be unattainable. Uh, we will be yeah. looking at B shares and M shares at some point. So keep that in mind as well. Still early. I think you make a good point, not just with hacks and talking about t shirts, but also just this market in general right now. Like, I mean. 
I know we hear it all the time, just talking about zooming out and realizing like the opportunity that we may have. And it, it seems to some like not an opportunity because, you know, everywhere you turn, it's negativity right now and people panicking and everything. Twitter looked pretty rough today. I mean, it looked <laughs> it, it felt to me like June again, like what I was uh, reading on Twitter and stuff today was yeah. a lot similar to June. And I think people don't realize how special of a time this could be because it is going to go on for so long, quote unquote, you know, I mean, we could be dealing with this through next year. So I think sometimes it's lost on people that like these, you know, ETH was trading at a four X months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, not even a year ago. And, and I haven't are. heard of, yeah. I haven't heard enough people say Bitcoin's dead yet. Bitcoin's yeah, no, going I to zero. Right. It hasn't happened yet. So, you know, I think some people, think that hex may be a little uncorrelated from the the bitcoin and the ethereum uh we'll have to see it, it could play out that way uh, and that's why i'm suggesting still even the 2.53 cents range could be the bottom for hex we may have already seen it because it's been a year since our bottom i think the actual yeah. or i mean since your, our your top, top top yeah um i think the top happened on it was september i know that Yep, pretty September nineteenth. Sure. So it wow, look at two that. days like ago a was year. a yep. year. Yep. Um, wow. So also we'll when see. we started this podcast too, interestingly yep. enough. And yeah, this is episode cents. twenty. Did you know that this is episode twenty? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of a pathetic output by us. Uh, maybe I don't know, it's more <laughs> my my fault or your fault, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're so gonna have life, more this year. Yeah, life gets yeah. in the way a little bit sometimes, and. Yeah, we plan on well, hey, being the bear a market. Consistent. The bear market is when you build, so we definitely plan on being here on a mostly weekly basis throughout this year. But yeah, I think um, <clears throat> this is the time to pay attention. I agree with you, Ewok, that uh, we need to see a little bit more. <clears throat> excuse me, as far as people really calling for the end of Bitcoin, you know. But we are, I think, we're approaching it. You know, I, I was saying on this podcast and on my YouTube videos for a while that I did think that today's events um, would not right away, but eventually over the coming weeks here lead to the final leg down, you know, that it would be the, um, the main catalyst for it. And I guess if I were to amend that at all, um, I, I still believe that, but it sounds like maybe it could go a little bit deeper and darker and for a longer time than I originally yeah. thought based on uh, some of the things today. So. Yeah. And one of the things we didn't touch on, I know we're approaching an hour and we'd like to kind of keep it at that, but uh, this whole Shemitah thing, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, totally forgot. We, we didn't we, we didn't talk about it. And I brought it up to you earlier and you said I had mm -hmm. never even heard of it. Well, I had never heard of it either until uh, more recently when I think Randy Holarski, who is, you know, uh, yeah. he's been in the markets for quite a while, used to used to work for um the dollar vigilante group um and, and recently left them as well um uh, but the the shemitah is a uh it's the jewish calendar apparently that cycles every seven years and it's quite interesting to see the the, the graph that i even sent you uh on yeah. the different things that have happened at the very end or or very near the end of the of the seven year cycle and can and you this share is, it you want to are you able to share your screen now or is that a no um i don't can, have sorry. that i don't even i probably can but i don't have that image um you might be able to okay. if you have do you have it pulled up um 
No, but I don't think it's going to let me share my screen on here. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, give me a second here. Yeah. Keep talking. I'll figure it out. Okay. Um, I don't have the image or I would I would share it. I forget where I even found it. But either way, so at the end of these seven-year cycles, which is the Jewish calendar, um, it, it's different from our, I guess, what is it? Our Gregorian calendar is what, what we use. Um, it ends in roughly September-ish. Um, and a lot of weird events have happened at these seven-year cycle events, like 2001 was 9-11. Um, and then on the 15th, I believe, was the first day that the stock markets opened back up after 9-11. Um, mm. And that day, everything crashed. So that was 2001. And then 2008, we had the major housing crash and other things crashed in September. Um, and then 2015, there was uh, other, I think there was some Chinese markets that really crashed hard. Um, and, and now they're looking at this September 26th. It's technically the last day um, of of the Shemitah for this cycle. Uh, but there was a, a, a German gentleman who was giving some sort of talk somewhere. Um, and he was one of the few. It was weird that he had said something about September, September 24th, I think, will be a day that everybody kind of, it's one of those days where everybody remembers where they are kind of like 9-11 was for, for me anyway. I don't know. I'm, I think everybody probably. probably. I think everybody yes. can kind of remember where they are. For our parents, it was the day that Kennedy got shot. They remember where they were. Um, so yeah. there's just things like that uh, being talked about, and it's, it could be interesting. I, I don't know. Just pay attention to these upcoming events um, in the next few days, week, whatever it might be. Uh, whether it holds any merit or not, I, I don't know, but it never hurts to be kind of aware of your surroundings and and what's going on. Who knows what will happen? Yeah, check out Shemitah. It's uh, S-H-E-M-I-T-A-H, yeah, in the seven-year cycle. So, yeah, pretty interesting. It goes from 1966 up to 2015 so far, and then obviously 2022 would be the next uh, seven years. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Something I'd like to uh, look into a little bit more in my spare time. But, yeah. This has been a good one, Ewok. Um, yeah, well, uh, man, we'll see where the market takes us over the next week. Um, we did have a lot of negative action today. We will see if that continues this week. But I really think the mid to longer term here um, over the course of October and into November, um, maybe this week, but I think deeper into October is when we might start to see the real effects of people realizing like what we're in for here. Um, so, yeah. Hold on to your butts, as that guy from Jurassic Park said. Uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. Um, Ewok, any final thoughts from you here over the uh, coming days or anything you want to leave the audience with? I don't believe so. Um, like you said, pucker up, hang on to your butts. Yeah. Right. And yeah, enjoy the be, ride and, and yeah. you know, get an extra enjoy job. Enjoy as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, get an extra job. Uh, watch my YouTube channel and eat eat uh, rice and beans. Um, yeah, yeah. Like dig and out subscribe. Your, yeah, well, I can subscribe. Dig out your minimalism hat and put it on here over the next year or two because I think we are going to need it. So we will catch you all next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel, eight p.m. next Wednesday. So for Crypto Ewok, this has been BBC Broke Boy Crypto on the Creed of Crypto Podcasts.